put into your intro? Oh, yeah. We're about to rock it. Fuck yeah. Parental advisory. Yeah. We dropped that before we started, but I think we're ready. Oh, my bad. <laughs> YouTube's going to drop us. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are now listening to Nonsense at its Finest live from Cypress, Texas. This is Bar Top Banner with your two hosts, Josh Roach and Keith Smith. Good morning and happy Thursday, America. This is Josh with my main man, Keith. We got Sam behind the cams today, standing in for Aaron because he is too good to be here. It is an exciting episode, number two here at Bar Top Banter headquarters in Cypress, Texas. It is when sports entertainment was wrestling, when it was the good stuff, when it was really fun to watch. Um, sponsor for today is going to be Gabe's Workshop. He is a custom furniture maker here in Cypress, Texas. We love Gabe. We love him. He's awesome. We've known him for years. And uh, he's donating a desk to make sure that you have a nice area to write or your young child can make a masterpiece. We like children masterpieces. My daughter is art. You always say that. You always say she's a, she's an artsy person. She's pretty artsy. Sam and I were just talking about it. Someday <laughs> she's going to be fancy. I just take pictures this morning of a picture she forgot to bring to school. Because I love her, and I'm not going to call her names. She'll probably post some artwork online, and that's how you're going to get your fortunes and followers, and or your son in baseball. That's where the money's coming from. Uh, we're not getting that far yet. It's still Little League. He's 11. <laughs> no Mike Trout. No Carlos Correa contract disputes. We're going to survive. You never know. I mean, Little League's a hasty thing. I mean, I heard there was actually some drama and almost a WrestleMania on your Little League fields in uh, the Katy Youth Baseball last night. We're jumping the gun on our uh, little run sheet here, but... Uh, you have no idea. It was bad. Coaches, coaches are the ones that piss me off the most. It's not even the kids. They do what the coaches say. Not bueno at all. Dipshits, dumbasses, cheaters, call them umpires liars. It's Little League Baseball. No World Series going on here. It, uh, it and sound- the Yankees suck. We get that in every single week. The Yankees suck. <laughs> every single, and, and I don't think you would have too many people that disagree. No. You get a bunch of coaches out there that are just – Living through their children to get their trophy on their desk? Is that what is that what it was? Too much. The, the coach last night doesn't even think his son's good. Trying to trade him for other players. <laughs> it's quite entertaining. What a dirtbag. You tried to trade your son? Uh, yes. He was not the uh, ideal parent nor coach. But that being said, whatever. Coach put out illegal bats. Shaved. Rolled. It's not good. So, coaches suck. Baseball's awesome. Let the kids be kids. Yeah, that's uh, the world is changing quickly. Uh, so obviously, episode one it dropped last week, and we had some delicious, amazing crawfish for everyone but my wife because her spice level is two, at uh, Biggins and Katie. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still gonna love Kylie regardless of uh, the lack of crawfish. But yeah, Biggins and Katie, wonderful crawfish. You get them out there, check them out. They have no idea they're on this podcast. Uh, wonderful, good, good, good spice, good kick. We had a good time. Uh, it, it was. It was BYOB at that point after uh, last week's sponsor. I was uh, feeling good, to say the least. I'm surprised I made uh, Biggins. But what I remember, it was delicious. Everyone had a good time. Uh, Kylie just can't handle spice. That's okay. Miller Lite, Corona Premier. Everybody enjoyed it, even my daughter. And 
you know, that's, that's all we're looking for, a good time. Again, Gabe's Workshop sponsored today. Make sure you all go into Facebook, looking up Gabe's Workshop. He has a son that has something going on. I think you wanted Guys. to, yeah, what, you were, you were trying to explain to me clothing or something like that. Kind of I want to hit on. Uh, Gabe, Gabe's family, his son, call him Goose, has a company, Clutch City Closet. They are just on Instagram, so Clutch City Closet. They'll be at the Bayou City Event Center this weekend. Honestly, go to Netflix. Check out the show called Slobby's World. Not for children, which this podcast you, might not did, be either. Did you just call it Slobby's World? Because Slobby. once you said that, I would think that was inappropriate for 90% of the community out there because I only have one thing in my head. It's not his business. It's the vulgarity of uh, him oh. and me and what we do. But the show itself is awesome. Check it out. Slobby's World. It's retail. It's reselling. It's called Dated, Faded, and Worn. It's a vintage meet down at the Bayou City Event Center this weekend. Again, I'm going <laughs> to, you said vintage meat. The thing is called Slobby's World. The only thing in my perverted, crazy mind was a porno from back in the day. That's all I could think about. Are you just going to tell me to stop talking now? No, I mean, I, I, that's, just, that's just what I thought it was. It's not, so it's not porn and it's not old porn. No, but your thought process is exactly why I clicked on Slobby's World on Netflix <laughs> with a TVMA rating. And uh, we did not watch it with my kids. We watched it with my wife. Watched, we binge watched this whole series. It's very entertaining. Just knowing that you can buy, we'll call it vintage, or a piece of shit t-shirt from Goodwill, mm -hmm. two, three bucks, he'll resell it for 80, 100 bucks. This is what Goose is doing right now. People look for the old Jordans. They look for the old Nikes. They look for the old Polos. And these guys resell it. And they, and they make tons of fucking money. It's retarded. We're in, the, we're in the wrong game. We're in the wrong business. No, we're in the right business for us. I am not searching Goodwill. For somebody else's shit, I promise you. I don't care how much it's going to be worth. I mean, I don't I, even like the people at Goodwill. I know you wouldn't because, to me, it looks like you're rocking another delightful garment from the wonderful world of Wally World today. Hey, if we're going back to that, 788, Cobra Kai, okay? Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. All right? It's pretty badass. That being said, you also have a very blue-looking shirt on. Just the color. Got nothing to do with anything else. Hayden Haddock, explain. Yes, Hayden Haddock. He is an up-and-coming Texas country music artist. He was at the TRRR Awards and took home Best Male Vocalist. Yes, he is 22, a senior at A&M, and he's, uh, he's rising. He, is, he puts on a great show. It's a mix of that Texas country with some of that early 90s country. He's got two top tens. Uh, the songs I would say check out is uh, Red Dirt, Texas, When You Walk In, and he has a new single that is climbing the charts right now with Honky Tonk. So let's make Honky sure. Honky Tonk Man? No man, because that's Dwight. Yeah. But just Honky Tonk. It is a great song. Talks about Harry's, and if you've been to A&M, you know what happens at Harry's late night. I prefer the Dixie Chicken, where every pool ball goes in the same hole because the floor is crooked. <laughs> hey, that, you just got to know that. You got to know that curvature, and that's how you hustle people out of money, and you can pay for your bar tab. Like golden tea in the 90s for me. There you go. There you go. Those are the days. All right, all right. So we are now jumping into the wrestling side of things. Um, we're going to have various opinions, I'm sure, on this podcast of people watching it, disagreeing. Um, there's some people on both of our top fives that may be interchangeable, and same thing with matches. If you have an opinion and you have your top five, please go in the comments uh, on YouTube. And let us know your top five. Yeah, I want to hear it because you're going to be wrong. You could very well be wrong. I'm very opinionated. Um, so, Keith. Doesn't mean I'm right. Favorite wrestlers. 
and the people that change the game. Who are they? You want my top five? You want my honorable mentions? What let's do you go want first. Let's go with your honorable mentions. All right, honorable mentions. I'm going straight for Mr. Perfect, Mr. Kurt Henning himself. University of Minnesota boy, spitting out the gum, smacking the towels, amazing wrestler. I, I, I can't say much more about him. I mean, him in 2002, he came back, and he entered at number 29 Rumble in the Rumble and hadn't been in WWE at that point since. We'll just say F. F. I mean, F was F better. It. But uh, he, la- he was in – WCW moved around, comes back, and his the reaction was still great. That was actually supposed to be a one time thing, but the reaction was so outstanding at the O2 Rumble that they signed him to a contract. He didn't, you know, you know, he passed away shortly after that. But it was I remember watching that pay per view because it was Austin Triple H. Triple H had just came back from his surgery, and man, Mister Perfect, that was that was that was the highlight of the Rumble for me. Well, it's funny you say that because now WWF is still making some shitty decisions. Just brought Christian back for the same thing, the Rumble. Pop was obnoxious. I realize it's taped. Different world. They let him go. Christian is over with AEW with uh, Cody Rhodes and all the old guys turn into the WCW of the 90s. Oh, that's what I mean. That's what they're doing. They're getting everyone that's leaving WWE and doing their own thing with it. But um, again, their product's pretty outstanding for wrestling today. Uh, tis what it is. Uh, also, honorable mention, I'm going Brock Lesnar, another Minnesota boy. Got stories about him, which you'll hear soon. The man came around. I started singing the fight song. Front row, SmackDown. I was a little drunk. Me and my buddy Larry. Brock gave me a high five. Minnesota, nice. That was a great night. He's, he's Good times. He, he's still a draw. Uh, he's probably the biggest draw. I'm not a fan of them putting the belt on him as regular as they do because he's not full-time, and I think it's important to have the belt. But there's no arguing that that man is the man and can do whatever he wants. And he's got this sweet-looking penis. Right on his chest. That was that and uh, Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo, the two most weird decisions I've ever seen in wrestling. The story behind Brock's is really something else. But, yeah, my wife likes to shave that penis into my chest hair when we get the the chest going because I got my thick hair, look like a bear. So she just cuts it in there for me. (laughs) I pretend I'm Brock Lesnar in the mirror. I'm not. There you go. Not at all. Have his music playing. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. Probably, to me, one of the greatest wrestlers, personality-wise. He can go heel. He can go babyface in the same night when it really comes right down to it. Uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, Hot Rod. R.I.P., buddy. The man. And Ric Flair, obviously. He's an honorable mention. For some reason, not in my top five. I've got other heart-to-hearts with my, with my boys out there. So, But Ric Flair is obviously one of the greats. Oh, yeah. I mean... There, we'll hear. I got more in that. Woo! I'm gonna back. <laughs> yeah, Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick does a woo better. Oh, I'm, that was last week. That was I don't even know where he is now. Where is nah, he? He's nowhere. He just he's at Top Golf probably. Nah, he's in the batting cages right now, working on his shit. There you go. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a list. Let's hear um, yours, my friend. Yeah. Can't so be we're, any we're, we're gonna have some some of the same. Um, first one on my list, believe it or not, is gonna be Mr. Perfect. Kurt Henning. There we go. He was uh, great he, minds. He was a hell of an athlete. He invented the oversell. Like some of the times you would go for just a simple turnbuckle shot on the top rope, he would put his legs in the middle rope and just accentuate what was going on. Like the Rock getting stunned. Very much like the Rock getting stunned. He's the guy that started it. And if you talk, if you listen to any other podcasts or interviews, everyone will say that he made everyone look better. That 
you watch him against Hogan on Saturday night. Uh, was Saturday it? night main event. Saturday night main event. And people were like, holy hell, Hogan Hogan looks great. And then next week you get a typical Hogan charisma, not so much. We're like, it was perfect. It was Kurt that uh, made everyone. And he brought so many people in. Scott Hall being, being one of the big ones that he brought in and uh, got going. Number two, hard for me to not to put this guy in the top five. Actually, the next couple, um, Randy Savage. Uh, baseball player that turned wrestler pretty much made and yeah he anyway that was him all the time you hear all the wrestlers say that there was no that was randy there was no other person i don't know it was it that that was his that was his gimmick um multi-time world champion in wwf multi-time world champion in wcw he was the man he was you know became a icon just on normal tv was snapping to a slim jim so he again i'm not gonna even try that yeah don't impersonation i I can just imagine you know what i I think i think you got to do it now you can't say you're not, not like my singing earlier. Oh yeah, you're and singing. How good I am. Yes, that I want to encourage you, and I think this is really gonna. This is the content we've all. But been if waiting. this makes me big and I have to leave our podcast, you're all by yourself. You can do this on your own. I mean, I got Sam. She's true. She, she can make sure. I, make sure it's just she, me. She's pretty badass. She Thanks might again, she, Sam. She might. She might. She might transition on the other side, so she might be doing both. Guess because you never know if Aaron's going to be she's here. She's a lot cuter than me, not going to lie. Oh, that's oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Duh. But my teacher would be too big on her, so she can't work <laughs> Cobra Kai. So you're going to do it? Oh, yeah. Snap it to a Slim Jim. Not even close with not this. Not even okay. close. <laughs> no, I tried. Uh, next, Shawn Michaels, the Texas man. I know he is one of your favorite, and I can't wait to see. I know he's on your list. I can't wait to see where he is. Um, Watch the, the video. That's a boy right there. The, the, the man was a worker. Um, he had the charisma. He had just about everything you would want in a wrestler and the most egotistical person and personality ever. I mean, hell, he sang in his own theme music, which was so cool and different. He was the guy that most people hated, but he started to become the bad guy or the heel that everyone liked. He was cool as shit. I met him at a KB toy store in Pasadena. I've got his autograph framed up. Sitting in my office right now. I talk about things not matching. Co Wetzel autograph doesn't match my uh, decor. Yeah. I don't care. Shawn Michaels doesn't either. But that belongs in my Hall of Fame in my office. Yeah. Multi-time, multi-time champion in the, uh, in the WWF and WWE. Outstanding performer. Um, this is the probably the first one that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. The Rock. Um, he, he's I mean, you're he, wrong. But it's cool. That, that's fine. We'll stay friends. He uh, he transcended wrestling and is the big, one of the biggest movie star right now. Probably that's a that's a male. Can you spell transcended? I could barely say it. <laughs> I was like going and over in my head to make sure I didn't screw it up. I, I can't check your uh, grammar here today. That's fine because you don't need to. No sir. Um, but he he he's everywhere now. He was an amazing personality. He was an amazing charisma. He got the pop that you would want. Um. It's just hard for me to put him in the top five when there's other wrestlers that I think were bigger for the business that helped mold the business more, and they're in the same attitude era. So it's just hard for me to say that he was one of them and kick some of these other guys out. But you didn't take the Fast and the Furious series into effect? No. Oh, okay, good. Because no, it was not, pretty shitty. Not at all. With you. Um, going old school, the Rock and Roll Express. They were NWA champions. They were AWA champions. Jimmy Crockett, when they went to WCW, they won everything. They made a vented everywhere. And you talk about a pop. They had a pop. When that rock music hit, it was outstanding. 
The reason I can't really move them, I don't think their promos and their charisma was all that great. But damn, if they they weren't workers, them their matches with the Midnight Express, with Jimmy Cornette on the side with the tennis racket beating people silly. If you've never watched those matches, you really got to check them Dude, out. Dude, that's back when straight people dressed gay to wrestle. They were all sparkly. They had like things hanging off them. <laughs> those guys could wrestle looking like fairies. I was so impressed. They were, they were very good. They were. Uh, Von Erichs out of Dallas, Texas. They had world class. You had Kevin. You had David. You had, you know, Fritz, who kind of who got the whole thing going, and Kerry, who eventually been, was a Texas Tornado. Mr. Von Erichs. Uh, world class. It had better ratings than Saturday Night Live on Saturdays. That just shows you how big it was. David was the next NWA champion until he died in Japan with some stomach issues, and the sad thing is all of them are gone now. You've got Kevin. Kevin's it. Kevin's the last one. Mm. But – they were there's there was no bigger regional Texas stars than the Von Erichs in uh, Dallas. Too many wrestlers die young, regardless. They, I mean, most of our lists like they're not alive anymore. We just said. Uh, last but not least, they were powerhouses. They won a title as a tag team in every promotion, every regional promotion. That's Legion of Doom, Road Wars, whatever you want to call them. Animal and Hawk, who are both not here anymore. That pop. R.I.P. with my Catholic thing. There you go. Yeah. That pop they had was outstanding. It. Everyone was on their feet when you heard "What a Rush." It was. Oh, we need that clip next time. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hillbilly and didn't have it, but um, not a real hillbilly. Yeah, I mean, I'm my town's way. We're small. talking about wrestling, but you don't live in a trailer. I did. Did y'all grew it? Moving on up. But uh, LOD, yeah, they were. There's nothing you can say about. It. They always went over. They were always strong and beat the hell out of everyone. But the scaffolding match with I think it was, yeah scaffolding match Midnight Express, Jimmy Crockett Promotions. Jim Cornette blows out both kneecaps on a bump, but they just they always look a million bucks. So they've got to be in there, and that's that's my honorable mention. That's awesome. Is that like when Vince McMahon drained his Torres quad jumping into the ring? Both quads. Both quads. For both quads. No, Royal Rumble 2005 in I, Fresno, California. I just watched that on the new Peacock. I said cock. Network. Yeah. Whatever the WWE is, they changed over. It sucks so far, but I'll keep watching. Well, yeah, you, you're, you're the fan. You're the fan. So Just wait, Peacock Network. So that's our honorable mentions. We are now rocking it into the top five greatest. Uh, Keith, give me your number five. You put them on our old mention. I get it. The Rock. To me. The Rock. The Rock. Number, number five. five. He can go up. He can go down. The Rock was the man for so many years. But the man's got his head on straight. Watch, that, watch my eyebrow. Do see that? that? Yeah, I do. That, that took some talent. But once that music hit, what you, did you smell it? Man, the, everyone was on their feet. And the time he came back for the WrestleMania host, it was, I don't know if there was a pop louder in the last 10 years. Very few. Jericho's got some of them. The Rock was the man. He's got the family dynasty. He was an entertainer. Yeah, for sure. He made up the, the people's elbow as a joke with Triple H. Yeah, and the Undertaker—they were trying to get Undertaker yes. to break on the apron, so they just did the silliest shit he could. Yep, and it actually worked and made him smile. That was hilarious. What about your number five, Roach? What you got? Number five, I think it was a character that they expected. It was a great character, but it was a two or three year character, and he made it into thirty years. And you still put him number five? I still put him number five. Houston based. Um, Houston based. The yes. man. It is the Undertaker. He, aka, Mark Calloway. Oh. I was like, did he have another? He did not. I, I was say, I think it was just Mark Calloway. He he actually started in world class. Where's going with, real with with uh with Fritz von Erich. Sat there for a month, 
waiting for someone to talk to him, and no one ever talked to him, and then finally got the gig. He's ugly as shit. Oh, yeah, he, he, he definitely is. But he changed that character so many times. It went from a dead Undertaker to a dead man to a badass back to an Undertaker. He single-handedly kept people interested in wrestling for a while with a streak. Like, that's what WrestleMania was all about. The main event was second. It was all about the streak, and you hear the bells toll and the hair and the entrances. I, I still get them. Oh. Every time. It's the best 10 minutes of my life, him walking to the ring. It's the slowest, <laughs> most methodical, <laughs> most electric. That That's sports entertainment. That's kind of where wrestling and sports entertainment kind of blurred at that point in the when they started really getting to his entrances in the mid-2000s, I think. Attitude Era started going down. You still had attitude wrestlers, but that was entertainment. Him not looking like him, he's walking. The smoke, the lightning. He made sports entertainment part of wrestling. Yes. I, I know what to say. Undertaker was badass. He took as long to get to the ring as anything else. And then Ultimate Warrior, on the other hand, ran to get his steroids, mm-hmm. <laughs> jumped in the ring. It was ridiculous. But I love these guys. Yeah, I mean, Undertaker number five for me. A little higher on my list, as we'll get to that. Okay. I'll, I'll go with my number four. Number four. Another Texas boy, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have Stone Cold at number four. I do. Okay. I do. Here's where we disagree. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't wait to hear this argument. Uh, he's a badass. No doubt. He fought his way to the top. No doubt. Everybody hated him. They hated his persona. They hated his look. They hated his wrestling. He got lucky, and because of his trampy wife, I think, who's now married to Brock Lesnar, <laughs> he got the Stone Cold persona and used his smarts, which is what they don't use anymore. They don't allow wrestlers to do their thing. Stone Cold made himself. There's not much difference. That glass breaking, it's like the Undertaker's bells. Oh, it, it for sure was. You, you get excited. You can't wait to see his bald ass walking down to the ring to stun someone, throw down some beer, beer trucks, Dambonis, you name it, he took it to the ring. And um, he ran his mouth like nobody else. His promos were some of the best. If you go back to mid-90s WCW with him and Pillman as the Hollywood Blondes, those are some of the best clips, in my opinion, when he still had hair. But they, were com- they had comedy. They were workers. WCW lets him go, and then he goes to ECW hurt because Paul loved him so much. Yeah. From WCW and has some of the best promos there. Mr. Paul Heyman, but, um, one of the best. So yeah, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, one of the greatest. That's another great podcast to check out. Uh, I think it's a Broken Skull podcast. It's on YouTube or Spotify. He is. He brings in all the greats, all the legends, and people still wrestling, so check that out, too. That's what you and me say. I want to be somewhere between Stone Cold and Joe Rogan on this podcast, and I think I'm doing a damn good job. I think you are doing excellent. I'll show you my bald head, but I got some hair right now. Yeah, you don't want to do that. We it got, looks ugly. We want, to, we want to make sure we keep the Little League hat on. So that's a, that's, that's a good number four. Um, Yours? My number four is someone who's an audible mention for you. Been around since the 70s. Wrestled until he was 51. He, again, you talk about going across across the line of wrestling. In college football, they still use his taglines. You know, in his music hits, it was, you knew who it was. It was a champ. And it's the wheeling, dealing, Rolex wearing, jet flying, limo riding, Ric Flair. He, Woo! Yeah, man. He 
made his character so believable, spending so much money on Rolex watches, riding in limousines, spending the money at night. Well, he played the kayfabe. Oh, yes. he, he to, to the T. He lived. So did The Undertaker until recently. Oh, yeah. He, he lived his kayfabe character, and he did it all. Um, you know, the 83 match with Harley Race at Starcade in the cage. Way back. Yeah, excellent match. He comes out in the blue robe in um, North Carol- Greenville, North Carolina. He, he comes in, finally comes to WWE in 92. Arguably the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. You have Twine. Time. Twine. Twine. <laughs> of all time, you have 21 Hall of Famers in the 92 Royal Rumble match, and it's for the title. He lasts over an hour, wins it. I think that run could have been a lot more special. You had him and Hogan in their prime. You could have had the match that everyone's been dreaming of at WrestleMania. I think Vince kind of split it up with he did the Hogan, Sid, Macho Man, Ric Flair, which was an outstanding match, but you lost a lot of money there. I heard Sid Vicious was a total asshole. Do what? Sid Vicious. Everybody said he's a fucking yeah, yeah. asshole. Yeah, great. Had the look. You know, he got the reaction. He, I just he he was he didn't want to be he wasn't into wrestling, but that was what he's making. And his promos were shit. Oh yeah, I, lo- I love the the outtake one where he doesn't um he 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 tells Mean Gene to stop and he's like it's live. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. But, uh, yeah, Ric Flair, he's in the Horseman. He's in the Hall of Fame for the Horseman and him. He goes back to WCW, gets back on top. Holt comes in. They do Starcade. They do Bash at the Beach. And then he comes back in his 50s and, and comes back to the WWE, match with The Undertaker. F. It was WWE back then, but I know you said F it, so my bad. F it. Um, and he's, he's back on top. Evolution. He just he, he can do everything. He's the greatest. And You just said Evolution. He was in Evolution. I know. That was a great faction for a oh, while. That, that's what I'm, I'm saying. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. When We're, all those guys came out of uh, Ohio Valley, OVW, what, Batista, Cena, Orton, all these guys. Yeah. Good old evolution in the day. And who who uh, who was running OVW that time? Do you know? Negative. Mr. Tennis Racket himself, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Uh, got in a lot of argument with Laurinaitis, to say the least. But anyway, number four for me, Ric Flair. You could argue he's number one, but I think four through one for me is anyone, any one of them could have been number one. I think these are all personal preferences between yeah. you, me, all the fans out there, all you guys. Again, like Roach said, send us your comments. Who's your top five? It's all going to be different. We have yep. personal preferences. Something we didn't bring up was the announcers. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could go on announcers all day. You could go on managers all day. But I just, in this episode, I didn't want to consider them wrestlers. I'm not considering wrestlers either, but I do want to bring up how much I love Jerry the King Lawler, and I still do. And his puppies? Puppies! <laughs> Who doesn't love boobs? Honestly. I mean, I, that's, a, that's a point. That is an exclamation point. Put it in your comments. Best boobs ever, WWF. I want to see them. Pictures are better. Yep. We like those. Number three? Is that what we're doing? Undertaker. Undertaker's number, number three. Number three to me. The character yeah. itself, we kind of talked about it in your honorable mentions. The man made a 30-year career out of a dead man. He did. He did, for sure. American badass. He changed and evolved, but was always relevant. You can't say that about many of these wrestlers. Oh, he was, he was always in the main event. He never went mid-card. He never slipped. His longevity. Vince let him change and help which created a loyalty him and vince are close if you've seen his documentary oh yeah they're they're extremely close which made him rich oh, off yes. of this that character is like none other 
he is probably the greatest character that I've I know in wrestling. Oh, for sure. Not, not to be number three, the greatest character. If you're if you're just talking characters, it's not there's it's not even close. I don't think there is another another character that holds the Undertaker's jock. No, in my he's, opinion. he's smarter than people give him credit for. The wrestlers are bright. There's some stupid asses out there. There are some smart mofos, and Undertaker's one of them. Yes, he's he's a, an incredible. Like and you listen to his interviews now that the kayfabe has kind of fallen away oh, in the, in the last few years. It's so awesome to hear some of the stories about him and the Godfather going up the road uh, in in Tennessee and in uh, Jerry when Jerry was still the you know the top guy there, and him and BSK with Yoko Zuna and sitting in the back of the bus. There's a picture. R.I.P. Yoko. Yeah, if there's a picture of him kind of being, you can tell he's the leader in this Hill faction, but it's him, Kevin Nash. Stone Cold, Hall, Triple H, Briscoe, and you just look in the back of that bus, and everyone back there, when the Money Not War started, were at the top of both companies. Even though some people, that was obviously their last trip in WWF, the NWO started with Hall and Nash. Stone Cold was on the rise here with Shawn Mike. It was, the, the best people that wrestled from 95 to 2005 were in the back of that bus. You just think about all the traveling, too. The bus you talk about. I'm still stunned at the whole Brock Lesnar ending the streak. Uh, who isn't? It had to end. I'm not saying it didn't have to end. I think it should have. He should have just left on top. But if he was going to end that streak, it should have been his last match. It should have been his go-home match. Now he has two losses. And the Wrestle- WrestleMania just doesn't mean as much without the streak. And especially in this day and age where wrestling has went so PG to get that kid's money, to get those parents' money. I agree. It The streak kept more adult audience because they wanted to know who their favorite wrestler, was he going to keep winning? I just got to respect the taker for making the call. It's his career. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, did he make the call? We'll never know. Uh, check out the podcast with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, and you'll get your answer right there. I've checked that out tonight. It's 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 like a five minute clip, and you'll get your answer. Uh, Stone Cold, he grills him pretty hard. <laughs> Gotta love it. We'll check him out. So he's your number three, my friend. He made wrestling mainstream. He said, "Say your prayers, eat your vitamins." Is he a real American? He is a definite real American, and he is the man. He's the only wrestler before, if there is anyone since 2015, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It's the Hulkster man, Hulk Hogan. So, the first guy to be on Sports Illustrated and in a homemade porn. He was in a homemade porn, too. Did you see his dong? Was that No Holds Barred? (laughs) No, that was horrible. R.I.P. to Zeus. Um, As a kid, this music hit, and I would run around my living room in my yellow Hulk Hogan shirt trying to rip it, not realizing that Hulk's is already cut, just stretching the shit out of my shirt and my mom yelling at me and me doing the flexing. Hulk Hogan was who I was like. This is this is this is my hero at the time. But one of the crazy things is, m- me and my dad, me and my mom, you know, divorced. We never watched cartoons in the morning. It just wasn't something we did. We my, with my dad, we watched sports. My mom had you know soap operas and things like that. But wrestling was the one thing that we would watch. And as a younger kid, I wasn't into sports yet. Didn't have cartoons. That's what kind of got me just into sports, thinking it was you know an actual sport. And it was because of Hulk Hogan. And that man did it all. There's nothing he didn't accomplish in the wrestling game. He knew the red and yellow was losing its luster in WCW. 
and makes the ballsy call to be a heel and start the NWO. I mean, after being a face for so long and making that call, that's that takes a lot of cojones. I remember that night on WCW when everything changed. Trash, chairs, they all ended up in the ring because everybody was pissed. Yeah, it, like it was. Hogan's a bad guy? Fuck you. Yeah, he's he's our hero. He's been our hero since he came back at, from Thunderlips and Rocky Three when he went to the AWO. He's been a face since 1981 until. That was a crappy movie, by the way. Rocky Three? Yeah. Oh, bite your tongue. All the Rockies with their amazing montage in only a 45-minute movie? Loved it. Loved hey, it. Hey, hey, hey. Are you making fun of Mick? Yeah. That's, that's not right. It is what it is. I make fun of a lot of people. Anyway. They'll get over it. Hulk Hogan, he, he, he was, again, another person that he ran wrestling. Everyone says, you know, the politics behind the scenes. Well, guess what? In his 50s, he was still a draw. He walks out. The pop's still there. I think he had a reason to do what he did. And, again, as a kid, that, there, was, there was nobody else. Even though I was a Mr. Perfect fan, I loved Jake the Snake, Hulk was God. Hulk was the reason. Let's just jump into it. Hulk's my number two. We're close on this. Hulk was the man. When I was a kid, I missed a good couple years in the 80s. I almost killed my brother based on doing a DDT. With Multiple Hulk. times. Just based on Hulk and my love for the wrestling at the time. It was the way to go. Not Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair. I know Ric Flair. We had no carpet in the basement. It was concrete. Put my brother in that headlock, getting ready to go down, smack him on the back, and drop him into DDT. Did you knock him out? Uh, not yet. Not at the time. Um, still looking to do that as my life goes on. Jake the Snake, with Ricky Steamboat, wanted to get the DDT on the concrete, and Jake's like, you, you can't take it. on the. It's going to knock you out, Ricky. I can do it. I can protect myself. Ricky got knocked, knocked, him knocked him out. Knocked him out. That's a good one, too. But yeah, Hulk Hogan, man. Honestly, shitty wrestler. Oh, 100%. Not good. His character made him who he is. He, he made Vince McMahon. He made WWF. He's the reason they're all still around. He put the butts in the seats and got WrestleMania over because at a time, WWF didn't know if WrestleMania didn't go well, there would there was no more WWF because they put so much money into it. And bringing in the stars, his appeal, again, across that line going to MTV – go into mainstream with Mr. T and getting the Cindy Loppers and the rock and roll connection in the 80s. Like He set the pace for all these wrestlers that have transitioned over into entertainment and movies yes. and everything else. If it wasn't for Hogan, they'd be wrestlers making their money and disappearing in the face of the earth. I agree. Nothing Hulk, else going on. Hulk Hogan's still, still the man, in my opinion. I, I still watch his old clips and love him. Um, so who's your number two? My number two is a Texas man. Uh, I think he was your number four. He was. Um there's, there's not much you can say about this guy. He brought, after you bring in Tyson, he has the main event at uh, WrestleMania with Sean. It's Stone Cold. The grass the glass breaks. It gets crazy. That was 14? Uh, I, I don't know. Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. WrestleMania 14. At that point. At That's that, my $3 t-shirt from Walmart, by the way. <laughs> WCW had been just kicking the shit out of uh, WWF for, it was like 83 weeks or 70 weeks at that point. But that was the turn. It didn't immediately change the ratings, but that match and Stone Cold going over, you just you, – you could feel something different. You could feel the edginess, and not long after that, Vince makes his announcement, we're going a little more adult style. But if it wasn't for the neck injury with Owen, he, he might have lasted another 10 years. R.I.P. 
and he still gets a great reaction today. The gla- Absolutely. The, the glass breaks, the beer drinking, the middle finger. He he did what you always wanted to do. You always wanted to give your boss the middle finger. You always wanted to stun your boss or your teacher or whatever it may be. Well, this dude on TV is actually doing what most people want to do. So Yeah, Stone Cold is the man. I don't think he's as important as you say he is, but we're down a little bit. Again, comments, I tell Keith he's wrong and dumb. I am what I am, like Popeye. The Robin Williams one? That was the best one. My wife hates it. It's an awful movie. I think it's great. Love me some Robin Williams, love me some Popeye. If I had uh, forearms like that, I know what I'd be doing with them. Sleeping. No. Sleeping. Who's your number one, Keith? Who's the number one? All right, changing topics. Shawn Michaels, number one. Shawn Michaels. This is 100% my love. Shawn Michaels. HBK, you hear this? Hit me up. Text me. Insta. Chitter chatter. Tipper tatter. What's it called? Tweeter. Find me. You sound like you have a man crush right now. I do have a man crush. You, I would, you, you I wasn't, like no, uh, no. 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 Why do you say this? I just know where this is going. Okay. That being said. I don't, you're going to say something about booty, HBK, ho- booty holes. Booty holes. No, that's, uh, that's somebody else. HBK, <laughs> Mr. WrestleMania. I'm just a sexy boy. He's saying his own music, which is just blew everyone's mind in the early 90s. That's how you save money for Vince. <laughs> sing your own music. Just sing your own music. Yeah, that's music. how we do it. But that man made it through a lot. Oh, yeah. His demons. He was a dick and a drug addict. Yep, he did everything bad. Turned his life around. His business acumen is up there with Undertaker. For sure. He changed his faith. He became a man of God. And he is still a character. He is still the man in the ring. Still involved with WWF. Well, mostly with NXT. The man is still around. The man is a legend. Um, should have had more titles, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he didn't need them. No, he, he didn't need them. He was already over. You, it's, it's like a Roddy, Jake the Snake. They didn't need titles. They were already over. The character was over. The fans loved them. There's, and there was no need for that title to elevate them because they were already at the top. I compare him to Jericho when it comes to changing. And evolving. Mm-hmm. He, he can do anything on any side of the business. And he did it. Yeah. He is the man, in my opinion. And it was another great match. And he us. would look great on a Mount Rushmore of WWF. For WWF, I mean, you, you can make that argument all day. Um, and I will. And I know, I know you will. Yeah. And I know a lot of wrestlers will. When you talk about who the best wrestler is, just performer, a lot of people have him number one. Um, for me, number one, it's the greatest attraction in wrestling in all time. He made it in Toronto. He worked for Vince Senior. He was in movies, The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. But it's it's Andre the Giant. Was I ever a fan of Andre the Giant? No, but not given that man his uh, his due respect. He he was the attraction when people wanted to make money. They called Vince and said, "Vince, what do we need to do to get him down here?" Well, trade so and so because the territory days you traded talent, and if you needed to sell out and you were in trouble. You bring in Andre, and he was going to fill the house because everyone wanted to see the giant. Andre made it rain before making it rain was popular. Yes. And, and he wasn't even a stripper. Not a stripper. He was just no. he was just a hell of a... He had some tits. He loved he loved the business. He That's all he ever wanted to do is be the giant. And you talk about people that didn't need a title. He didn't need a title. Obviously, he was in one of the biggest matches of all time for a title. And he robbed WrestleMania the title. WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3. And he robbed the title from Hogan in a Saturday Night Main event through Ted DiBiase. But 
where he went, he was going to sell tickets. And the fans either loved him, which they loved him for so long before WrestleMania three. Then he goes heel. But then the people hated him so much because he had the weasel, Bobby Heenan, next to him. But he was – there's nothing you can say. Like, I'm stumbling over my words because he – Trans, he, he made wrestling what it was. Everyone wanted to see the giant. And he hated baby oil. Hated baby oil. If you haven't seen the documentary <laughs> of Andre the Giant on HBO, probably the best documentary made of a wrestler of all time. And you hear the love for the business, the amount he drank. He loved farting. That was that was a cool little segment. What a coincidence. <laughs> but uh, no real theme music for Andre. That was what that was also cool because in the in the era where the pop came from your music when it hit. Andre didn't need it. Didn't they, need it. They just said where he was from. Because he was four feet over the rest of them. Oh, they yeah. saw him coming. You saw him coming. So, Andre the Giant, number one for me. I don't think anyone can say that he shouldn't bol- He shouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore WWF. It's not even a conversation because without him, there is no WWF. Yeah. Um, can't argue, honestly. The list is good. Differ a little bit. Amazing list. This is fun. I'm enjoying this conversation. I, I know. I know you're, you're a huge, huge wrestling fan. Um so we've talked to you're breaking the set. You're breaking the set. My right arm doesn't work quite like my left, so it's being held up. You bring someone on that had a stroke and all hell breaks loose. Uh, you're in, Sam. <laughs> you're stepping Tag in. Tag team. Right, you're, st- you're stepping in right yeah. now. So, matches. We've talked about the wrestlers. You got some honorable mention matches. Your what's your top five with the honorable mentions? You know, I have been to Raw, SmackDown. Four WrestleManias. My matches come from personal experience, which is why I love them so much. Mm-hmm. But they could be on anybody's list in the end. I was so lucky to be able to go to these events. And the ones I'm talking about, all matches, I stayed in the stadium the whole time for all of them. Can't say the same for some of my Raw events or SmackDown events. Mm-hmm. The Summit back in the day before was Toyota Center, their security did not like me and my buddy Larry. Got, you got in trouble a lot? I wouldn't say a lot. A couple of times. Escorted out of the building. But we had a damn good time. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say what we did. I mean, that's nothing Nothing has changed on that aspect. Saying, not saying things. It's true. We're going to be careful because uh, I think we said it earlier. My wife tells me not everything that comes into my head should come out of my mouth. Sarah is correct. <laughs> that was my Chris yeah. part. <laughs> I you know all, what I was coming. You all correct. No milk will ever be our milk. <laughs> so, we'll have another podcast about my endeavors in stadiums. Let's go with number five. Are you, what are you doing? Honorable mention first? I mean, that's that was how the last segment goes. You I've know, got, I figured we would dive into that. I got too many. We could talk all day. WrestleMania 17. Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit. R.I.P. Another one. That match, there was a bunch of them in that WrestleMania in Astrodome mm-hmm. in 2001. Just the, the, the intensity, the actual wrestling that went on, and I, I can't say enough. Is it, So this is, your, this is your number five? No, this is my honorable mention. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, I got a lot of honorable mentions. Okay. So go with the next one. We, we can talk about honorable mentions all day, just like we do our top five. Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit. 2001, WrestleMania 17. Love him. It, it, was a, it was a hell of a match with an ending that you didn't expect. Did not. How, it was, there, was no, there was no signature move in the match. There were signature, signature moves in the match, but not to finish the match. Those two technical wrestlers did perfect. It was 
a, a great spectacle of what we saw. This is the match. He's making a tap. See that, that that's 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 the call right there. Yep. And Kurt Angle, he wasn't in my honorable mention. He's not in my top five. It, he should be. I, there's someone that slipped my mind. And Benoit does. I mean, where's your gold medals? I, I don't. I don't have any. Kurt Angle maybe, does. Maybe in JV track or <laughs> All Star games in sixth grade. Shout out sixth grade Glen Rose All Star basketball. Um, but yeah, and Benoit, like how all that went down and the suicide murder, he he still gets. No, you know, it's like he's forgotten about, but you can't forget about a performer like him. Something was wrong with him. He was sick, obviously, when they did the brain stuff that all the injuries and the concussions that like he had an 80-year-old man's brain doesn't – that's not an excuse for what he did. Too many athletes get to that point. Yeah. But we he, don't hear about all of them. But, hell, he was he was the man. He was Absolutely. the man. So, love that guy. Love that match. Um, I can't skip my honorable mentions because there's some great ones in here. I won't go in depth. Icon versus Icon, WrestleMania 18 to, in uh, Canada. The the look alone was worth the price of admission and sucked all the energy out of the building for the main event with Y2J and Triple H. They should have flip-flopped those. Hell in a Cell, Undertaker, Mankind. Two bumps from Hell. Mankind flies off the top, takes the bump through the table, which no one's ever seen. Comes back, takes a bump through the top of the cage on... To the uh, onto the mat again, craziest bump you're ever going to see. Razor and Sean first ladder match on TV for the real IC champ. Uh, Sean got in a little trouble. Supposed to drop the belt. Decided I'm not dropping shit. Comes back. Razor has won the belt. So you have a real and a fake IC champ. The offense on there was outstanding. I blame the drugs. Oh yeah, I'm sure the drug. I mean, they were both on drugs. Just Sean got caught. But only one ladder back then. So it was really cool to see how they used the ladder. I just was scared of Razor Mo because he murdered somebody. Oh yeah, strip club. Strip clubs. When he was when he was a bouncer out there, yeah. Before they made it rain. Before it rained. Yeah. Starcade '83, Ric Flair, Harley Race, still cage. If you haven't seen that again, classic match. Uh, Greensville, North Carolina. He walks out in the blue robe. It's awesome. Probably the most underrated match of all time. Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express. New Orleans sold out the Superdome for Jimmy Crockett, and uh, that was kind of the last the last hurrah for Jimmy Crockett. So. There's my honorable mentions. Uh, number five for me, TLC number two, the three-way dance. The Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, WrestleMania. Great match. The, the Jeff Hardy hanging. Spear out of the air. Oh, God. Jeff Hardy hanging from that ring, the actual ring hanging from the ceiling with the belts. Dudley, uh, I don't remember if it was Devon or which one it was, but pulls the ladder out. He swings. Edge spears him. Jim Ross's call. He's broken in half. He's dead. He's dead. Oh my god. That, that call alone just like is mind-boggling to me. So that's going to be my number five. And I'm not a big fan of gimmick matches. I believe that is the only gimmick match I have on here. But it was a hell of a gimmick. It was amazing. It was TLC two doesn't put TLC one. It puts TLC one to shame. It was one of the greatest. It was on my honorable mentions. I knew we were going to talk about it. My number five. My man, HBK, versus the Olympian, Kurt Angle. That was WrestleMania 21 in 2005. Just seeing those two in the ring together that whole night, that was not one of the ones that I was at, mm-hmm. but I definitely watched it. I just remember Kurt Angle talking trash to him, and they're only like a foot away, and uh, Michaels throws up that right leg for Sweet Chin Music, and it just 
the crowd erupted because it was you thought Sean was going down. There wasn't any. There's no room for a move. No one thought there could move happen, and you see swing cheap music, and that was it. Pops it that over. Was, yeah, it, it out. It, it was it was a hell of a match, and uh, I, I definitely see that as a five. Absolutely. What you got for four, buddy? Number four is going to be a little obscure to most people, um, but this is going to be Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn, ECW Living Dangerously 99. These two guys, I believe it was for the television championship, and it stole the pay-per-view, the pay-per-view with Bam Bam and Taz as the headliner. The pace was incredible. They were wrestling like Lucha Libre style, Lucha Doors, before that style was really big on, the, on, a, on a bigger guy. You know, Lucha Libre was made big in WCW in the mid-'90s. It started getting out there. But they went for, I think it was 27 minutes. Yeah, and they, it was 30. And they never stopped. It was The pace was crazy. Tornado DDTs off the top rope outside on the concrete. The rolling thunder from RVD just moves that you have never seen, just innovative for wrestling. And these, and these two guys had it. I couldn't really find any good clips on it. Um, but Paul Heyman knew what he was doing putting these two together. Paul Heyman, coming, Paul Heyman. If Paul Heyman Genius. was a little better business-wise, like just financially, I don't think anything would have happened to ECW. Or if he could have switched it a little bit where the company's... His creative mind takes over. Yes. And it doesn't go away. He's, he's focused. He's got those blinders on that don't allow him to be smart businessman. And I, and I could watch this match over and over again. You probably have to find it on VHS, but uh, number four, RVD, Jerry Lynn, Living Dangerously, CW 99. Everyone take a take a chance and find that clip. Yeah. My number four, Hogan, Under the Giant. We've already talked about this in our independents, our individuals. They are icons. Yes. This was the WrestleMania three that turned WWF into what it is. For sure, for sure. No, the, the, no, the no billion question. dollar, the Connecticut office. Everything came about because of this. Yes. And those two, just their entrance. Again, neither one. Good wrestlers. They're shitty. Their presence, their personas, the look, the lack of music, the music, it made this what it is. I'm speechless, because it did. It, yeah. it, was, it was the opposite. It was, it was That was the first real passing of the torch. Because if you, and again, watch the documentary on uh, HBO. Hogan talks about it. He talks about he didn't know if he was going to win. Obviously, wrestling is a predetermined entertainment. He didn't know because at any time, Andre could change his mind, and <laughs> that was it. Like If Andre didn't want to do a job because he had never done a job, he's done countouts, Andre had never lost at that point. You talk about Bill Goldberg's streak. This blew Bill Goldberg's streak out of the fucking water because he never lost. Goldberg was worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. A for worse sure. wrestler than either one of those dipshits. But the streak, it was just never. He never had to lose if he didn't want to. So him putting Hogan he made over the rules. Yeah, he knew he knew his time was coming to an end, and it was, it, it was time to uh to pass the torch. So yes, that I mean that that definitely is somewhere in the top five. So number three, this was rated. It's my third favorite. It was rated as the best pay per view match of all time in WCW. It was a thirteen minute and fifty second match. It was Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety seven. They were first or second went on, and the joint went crazy. That was the first pay-per-view where you really saw the luchadors doing what luchadors do, the Hurricane Ranas, the Frankensteiners, the, the 360 pile drivers. It was excitement. It never stopped. It put WCW on the map of not just being stealing WWF people to big contracts. We have actual wrestlers. We've got a good product. And if you watch that match, that, was, that reminds you of the Hogan – 
the Hogan Rock match because that match so early WrestleMania 18 sucked the energy out for the next three matches because it was so it was so fast. Amazing. So I think I got my three and my five kind of jacked up a little bit. My number three is uh, the Kurt Angle Benoit match, which was WrestleMania 17. Yes, I was there just to see those guys. Not their music pops. Walk down the aisle. I was in the tenth row on the floor. I purchased a whole row of seats for WrestleMania. I bought them in like December, mm-hmm. early purchase. That's back before I had kids and I actually had some extra money. Dude, bought all those seats, gave two tickets to my brother. Mm-hmm. Great, Christmas, Merry Christmas, bro. Let's go to WrestleMania. Astrodome, they got like, what, 90,000 in there, which at the time was the record. My brother came to me a couple of weeks before the show, hands me, Two tickets to WrestleMania and says, my girlfriend wants to sit up top with her friends. I can't go. That's this is this is not a true story. This is a very true story. I and don't sadly, I believe it. That bitch is gone. She left him the day before my wedding, which I was happy about. She had some great teeth. Look like you kick a field goal through him. He screwed up. That was horrible. I called her field goal. She sat upper deck in the Astrodome while I sat on the floor, and I rubbed that in their face all the time. <laughs> That's one of the most questionable decisions I've ever heard in my life. Agreed. Probably disown him. I don't need a brother. Oh, I, I, how, do you, how do you do that? Just say, I don't need a brother. <laughs> there you go. That's it. There's no official way to do it. Um, number two for me, it's going to be number one for a lot of people probably, Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25. The entrances... The, the the story told with the physical nature of that match was outstanding. The false finishes with the tombstone, which a lot of you don't see very often happen. It was just above and beyond what I could ever imagine that match would be with those two icons. You know, they did it again. The face the Undertaker makes after he gives Michaels the tombstone, he gets the false finish. He just He just sells it so well. It's... You have to watch it to get my hair standing up right now. You have to watch it to understand the emotion in that match. Two icons coming to the twilight of their career. WrestleMania, they stole the show, and they did it twice. Two of my top five in the same match. Number two, Austin, The Rock. Again, WrestleMania 17. I was there. Tenth row. We can go back to China walking down the aisle, getting me excited. The Bushwhackers licked our heads. That's exciting. That was awesome. That was way before COVID and all these worries. But those two, the story they told building up to WrestleMania 17, put that match in the books as my number two. I, I, I still get chills also when I think about the match and being there and the buildup, I can't say anymore. That was amazing to me. I just think it's impressive you've been to so many WrestleManias. Like people dream of going to one. You've been to how many? Four. It's awesome. That's how much of a hillbilly I am, Roach. I mean, but you're a beautiful hillbilly. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Can I say what I want to say now? I'll think about it. Okay, let me know. (laughs) So now we are at my number one. I don't think there is, this is even in question. Me and Keith disagree. That is okay because we are buddies. But number one is going to be Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3 with the weasel outside Bobby the Brain Heenan. That is... As you said earlier, put wrestling into the stratosphere. It changed the game. It elevated everything. 
in Detroit, it was like tailgate. It was a, it was an experience no one had had, and you have two greats like Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body out there officiate. I'm not officiating, announcing. It was everything. Hogan had the charisma. Andre was in a lot of pain, didn't have the normal giant movement and the charisma, but he had Bobby the Brain Heenan on the outside, and when Hulk gives him the clothesline, the fear in Bobby Heenan's face and grabbing the head of Andre, everyone was just like, holy shit, Andre could lose. Like That was when it hit, like, maybe he's going to lose. And the leg drop hits, the count, Jesse the Body, I can't believe this happened, Gorilla Monsoon, number one, made, made WWF up here, there's no doubt about it. There's no argument. That's the match that made wrestling. So no, that was number one for me. Um, it's all it's it's all you. I can't argue about your number one. Yeah, who could? No one can. Just because it's not mine doesn't mean it didn't make what this business is. For sure. And anyone in the comments that disagrees, you don't know what wrestling's about. We should probably block them. Yeah. If if you don't think that this is in the top five somewhere, what that match. You don't know what it's about. It's about entertainment, the show, and putting butts in seats, and that put a lot of butts in seats. Al Snow has a great little comment where he says, Who wants some head? Yes. We love Al Snow. What a great character that was. (laughs) But a lot of people will say the best match, the premier match on there was Steamboat uh, Savage because it was one of the show stealers. But he says, did people come to see that match? Why did they buy the ticket? Whatever match they bought the ticket for, that's why people are there. That's why it was the best match on the card. So I thought that was a great thing by Al Snow. The majority say. of our choices are those matches. For sure. Absolutely. I'm going to go with my number one. Again, I was there. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, it's your number two. You said it all. Those two are two of the greatest ever. They're both on my list. They made, I'll, I'll call my mid. I wasn't even an adult. I was an adult. Still barely act like one, but they made the greatest match of my wrestling life happen that night. Again, Undertaker entrance. Yes. Shawn Michaels entrance. Amazing entrance he had. And they both hit the mat. They're athletic. They took care of business that night. And I still cheer in my house, in my movie room that we like to take naps in. Over that match. I watch it repeatedly. I love taking naps in that room. I, I miss so much in the day, and I'm like, oh, we just might as well cancel the day and keep sleeping. Hey, we work hard. I didn't watch that WrestleMania. I've only seen the match on YouTube and different things. Oh, my I, God, I, I, Roach. I, I can only imagine you, and I'm sure Larry was there, um, what it was like to see it in person. It's just, it, I can't comprehend what Larry it was like. Larry wasn't really in my life yet. Shu was there. For... So, 25? Oh, sorry, 25. Larry was there. <laughs> I'm going I a, back. I was about to say, you've known Larry for a lot longer than you knew me. Speaking of Larry, Larry, if you're listening to this, congratulations, my friend. Got a little girl on the way. Oh, man, congratulations, yep. Larry. She's official. Bring a new life. Simone Bates. Woo! Congratulations, I have, buddy. I have a, a little sound bite, but I'm, we weren't going to use it for that. Oh, good. Not not for baby making. Not for not for baby making. All right. <laughs> I mean for baby. Yes, you that's, will. Hear, that's you, more Keith Sweat music. Keith. Oh, Keith Sweat. R&B. Love God. I love Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat. Keith Smith. It did wonders in college. I, you you fooled him. I'm sure. I did. Um, um no, because my pigmentation's a little different. I'm not. I'm not tan. You are no very pale. Very, very pale. Um, agree to disagree with our list, uh, listeners. Please leave your comments. Uh, 
I love. I would love to see what your top five matches, your top five wrestlers are, and, ju- and just love to argue that. So please get on YouTube, Bar Top Banter, subscribe, and leave some comments. Follow us on TikTok as well, <coughs> but make sure you get on YouTube. TikToks are awesome. Yes, that's the only way I know how to make a video anymore. TikToks, Instagram, and Spotify. We're on Spotify too. We are on Spotify. Got to change our logo. Yeah, we've got we got to figure that out, but we'll get Hochi to do that. We have a sponsor giveaway right now from we, Gabe, from Gabe's workshop, a desk. As a matter of fact, this desk, I'm picking it up today. It looks amazing. His work is outstanding. I cannot wait till he makes me my coffee table, which will go in my game room. Astros all day. You've seen it, Roach. Yes. I've got people who handed pictures of the starting three from the 2017 World Series up on the wall. My flags, my autographs. It's badass. It's a difficult room to go into. It is. It's a Rangers fan. But we still love you. Thank you. I mean, I, I appreciate the love. Absolutely. That see, being said, we... See how this year goes in the AL West. I'm, I'm always open. Dang it. So, winner. We did our choices. People that joined YouTube, subscribed, liked us. Ruben Jimenez. Ruben. Yes, Woo! sir. Getting the desk. Living the dream. We live, we live in Cyprus with uh, the bar studio. He is from Katy. Lucky man, uh, we'll pick it up, get it to you here in the next few days. Well, thank you, Ruben. Yes, Ruben, thank you for following. Tell all your friends, coworkers, everything. We are nonsense at its finest. Yes, we are. Extremely nonsensical. There's no one better. I think we're changing the podcast game. Like I said, Dave Portnoy, I know you're out there busy changing the world. You need two hillbillies from Texas to do Barstool Houston. We're here. We're ready. You want to gamble? Let's gamble. Let's gamble. He's got, what? He's got sights now. Yeah. Maybe we get a job in like 60 seconds like your buddy. What's his name? Oh, Brandon Walker. Brandon Walker. That's a, that's a great thing. Check it out. Brandon Walker, Brandon how, Walker. how he Google got it. his job at Varstool. Uh, it's a great clip on YouTube. He was flustered. He, <laughs> he, he was shook. Um, <laughs> there was the adjective. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We're out of time. Absolutely. Um, we'll be dropping another one next week. We hope you enjoy our content. If you have any kind of things you would love us to discuss, debate, argue, go to Facebook. Leave a comment. Go to YouTube. Leave a comment. Go to Instagram. Leave a comment. I could go all day. Comment, comment, comment. We're building them all. We're, we're taking over the world from Cypress, Texas, and the Lazy J Bar. I'm Josh Roach. This is Keith Smith. That's me. Big shout out to Sam for helping and making sure we are handsome Thanks, today. Sam. We are Woo. Bar Top Banter Nonsense and it's fun. We'll see you next time. Best outro music ever. If you know what this is, leave a comment. We just got camera issues. We just got spacing issues. That's, that's it. This that's the uh, that's the theme of our extra two minutes. <laughs> just the camera. With the oh magic of technology, you can do stuff. Sam's fingers, Hochi's fingers, they put it together, and they make us make us. They make us who we are. They do. And uh, this is th- these extras. We're, we're turning into the Avengers. People are going to listen to the end of this podcast just to hear this conversation. They're going to see what are the extras, what nonsense is Keith going to say, and Josh have to tell him not to say it. Well, Josh stopped me in the middle of our podcast. Yeah. I knew this was going down a slippery slope, and we've already hit a slippery slope at the beginning of the podcast. And basically what I was going to say is that if I wasn't 